Hey guys, you're in for a treat. Uh, David and I decided to release our debrief episode. This is usually reserved for Bankless citizens. That is the premium access to the Bankless RSS feed. Separate episode that we release right after the episode. Uh, this one we decided to release because I think it's really important. People mm -hmm. get um, the context for how we were feeling right after that episode. It might be uh, cathartic after what you've just heard. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I think um, the, this episode is going to cause a bunch of stir bunch of conversations we're already seeing that inside of the bankless nation discord uh so we're assuming that that conversation is going to also be happening elsewhere so we figured we'd add more context to our reactions to this episode uh and make the debrief public for once in a while uh, which is a nice treat for the bankless nation so here we go and uh guys you can get these debriefs on a regular basis if you go to bankless.com in the top right there's a big red subscribe button click that button and you can get the bankless premium rss feed uh in your podcast player enjoy here we go Cheers. Welcome to the debrief. This is our episode after the episode with uh, Eliezer, Yudkowski, David. I uh, didn't realize that this was going to hit you so hard, man. It uh, it really did. I you know, I don't think I was ready for this. This uh, wasn't your first time going down the AI alignment rabbit hole. No, right? certainly not. And I'd also read a lot of um, what Eliezer had had has said before. Listened to previous episode, po previous podcast, heard him make the case. But I think there's there's something much more visceral about this versus any other time I've read his writings or any other time I've seen him. And this is like, I feel like I was looking across someone who was like utterly defeated. Mm -hmm. And he, he said he still had some hope left, but it didn't feel like that looking across to him right. on our Zoom screen. It was hope in the sense that like sometimes just people doubt themselves and that's an equivalent amount of hope for him. Yeah, this is a man who spent 20 years working on the AI alignment problem and education problem and is, um, as I understand, one of the f foremost preeminent thinkers on the subject um, who is basically like, it, it almost felt like to me that like he was um, throwing up his hands and saying, not throwing up his hands, he, he's basically saying, what more can I do? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to live out the rest of my days peacefully and um go die in the way that i think is best mm -hmm. you know what i mean it, it felt like a, a general on the battlefield who like knows that they've already lost and the army's about to get wiped out and and yeah. saying to the troops like okay go die as you see fit you know what i mean like it it, it had that kind of feeling and uh, toward the end, I don't know if uh, Eliezer was getting emotional or, or like not. I was wondering we were... about that. I mean, how it's, can you not? It seemed like it, right? I mean, like, um, just I, I think it's that. It's also the um, the sincerity through which he expressed these viewpoints. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind that this man believes what he is saying. Yeah. Uh, and I combine that and I'm like, well, um, maybe this guy is like the Vitalik of artificial intelligence or like AI alignment and he's given up, you know, like, um, what hope is there? And so like, I guess I was <laughs> thinking we would enter this podcast and have like, well, here are all the ways that it could go really wrong. And mm -hmm. I think we should right. be more concerned about these things and there needs to be more attention but I thought there would be some silver lining, lining right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like all the existential types of conversations about uh, nuclear pr proliferation, nuclear holocaust, or about like global warming, or you'll pick your ch poison, bi biological mm -hmm. weapons. There's always like this 
but if we do X, Y, Z, then like there could be a happy ending. There was none of that here. There was no happy ending. Mm -hmm. And that's what hit me especially hard in this episode. Yeah. And we, in the agenda, we're like, all right, what's the bull case for AI? And like, which is bankless language for just saying, tell us the positives. Uh, and then there's also like, tell us, and then also what the warnings, like the, the red flags that we need to look out for. And I knew that this episode was going to be like, oh, there's a lot more warnings than there is blue sky. Yeah. But yes, I was not expecting, uh, like, Hey, there's no blue sky. It's only a pit of, there's only the void. There's, that's the only thing. Um, and I think perhaps like one of the reasons why you're reacting to this is just because like, this is the guy who's on the furthest reaches of the frontier, who's clearly smart about this, who's clearly thought a lot about this and is, is the guy to lead the charge against this. And it seems like he gave up years ago. Yeah. And he gave up after giving it a big try. Like, you know, 2015, he had the attention of the world. I feel like this is when um, Nick Bostrom's book, uh, Bostrom's book came out. Um, the book on super intelligence, I believe right. it's called. Uh-huh. Um, and he like this big conference and you had like the billionaires and sort of the tech elite and the Bill Gates and the, the you know, the um, Elon Musk's saying, yeah, this is a big issue. He thought that w- that was the moment. All right. And then I feel like all of maybe the heroes or the helpers who are supposed to partner with him kind of disappointed him because right. it turned out all that they were interested in doing or all they ended up doing was like um, getting wealthy off of new AI pro- projects right. or like getting some sort of social signal boost from this and not actually doing anything to help solve the problem. And so I feel like he's coming out of that too and he's just like, well, I guess... He- I guess this is how we die. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like we know the the peril of Moloch traps and coordination failures and yeah. how intractable that they are. This is so, the Moloch, the most Molochy Moloch that I've, that there is basically. Yeah. This is actually the, like other things are like, oh, Mor- Moloch light or Moloch's cousin. No, this is Moloch as in like, this is the last step. There is no, there's no, there's no reality past this Moloch. It's like trying to stop the internet. Like, how would you even go about doing that when there's such a tremendous economic upside for everybody Mm -hmm. to want to continue this project called the internet? Um, Mm -hmm. It's like trying to stop electricity. It's like, um, I mean, this, this ball is in motion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I guess I just pray to God that this guy is wrong. Um, Right. And it would even be him being wrong. It, it, well, that's what he said. Guess, he said I the only chance is that I'm wrong, uh, or or that he has there. There's yeah. some unforeseen way of of solving this. It's like a logic problem, right? Like this is just this is just like this massive logic problem, and he's come to this like maze and this rob logic path where it's like it, you always end up there over and over and over again. My one question is: Do you think he spent too much time in his own head thinking about this and has gone mm-hmm. through like very dark paths as a result? And it's kind of um, no, I mean, I, it makes, and like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a logic problem. Right. And so I think he's just gone through this logical path of deduction and he's come out of this conclusion. And I think it's very normal for a lot of, for people to not want to think it's like date very deep in our DNA is like, I don't want to think about death. Like, I don't want to think about the end of humanity. I'm going to think about literally anything else. And so he's just the only guy who's like smart enough to articulate the position and 
committed enough to the actual logical process to get there. And he just happens to be the one sober guy. He was like, hey, all you other people who are trying to like make yourself naive in this closey blanket of profits and revenue using AI, uh, like you, you guys are part of the problem. Um, it's It has the feeling of like some of the early sentiments I've, I've read of the physicists who created um, the first atomic bombs, right? Yeah. Like yeah, the Oppenheimer yeah. project and like right. this feeling of like, my God, what have we unleashed? Mm-hmm. And like out of that, um, them wondering uh, how long humanity would actually last. Like that there is some sort of a, you know, even this is um band of physicists, I, I believe gr- grouping together who had equal concerns. I, I, I don't know the full history, but of the doomsday clock, right. Of like, now we have to tell the world how dire this situation actually is of nuclear um, proliferation Mm-hmm. And how close we are to midnight on the doomsday clock. Um, I guess I've never really viewed the nuclear proliferation from that perspective, but that that makes sense. As in, like, if you are a scientist who just saw a nuclear bomb go off for the first time, and then you kind of put the pieces together of like, oh, soon everyone's going to have this power, uh, and then all of a sudden, like, well, of course there's a doomsday clock because as soon as everyone has this power, the odds of somebody pressing the button drops to almost certainty over time. I think a large number, of, like a, a decent proportion of the physicists who like were involved in these projects, um, didn't think we would last, you know, another couple right. of decades. Right. Um, but you're not making the comparison between nuclear arms and AI because, like, the obvious the, the the difference here is that in the AI example, the nuclear bombs are sentient and have an agency to live. Yes. Um, at like our that, expense. That's that's sort of the. Um, yeah, that I mean, we asked that question, and he's like, "This is way worse." Um, there, right. he, he doesn't he have the motivation to create like a, a doomsday clock type of um, social education apparatus because, like, uh, what is the point? Right. I mean, this is. Um, I mean, he kept giving kind of this laundry detergent analogy. I think, like, for this idea that that. Um, creating an AI can be used, uh, can, can, you, you can create it in AI using garden variety ingredients. Right. Right. You don't have to have like, you know, enriched the ability. Is, it's the, it, well, this is what, what Daniel Schmachtenberger talks about. We're just like the, the means, the means to destroy the world in many different ways is becoming easier and more accessible as technology progresses. And so this is like why, any and every sentient civilization will always progress towards this inevitable inevitable outcome is because we will always make technology and we will always make AI. But AI is not the only thing in this category. It's just like the worst. It's the worst one. But there's also like the ability to make like uh, a absolutely massively deadly virus in the comfort of your own home is mm. soon to be in the hands of everyone because of bio bioengineering, right? right. But uh, I always was, think on the con- on the other side. I know that's a huge threat, but I'm always mm-hmm. like, but there are vaccines too, and that technology right. gets better. Right. This is why this is the worst one because there is no. It's it's the assumption that the morality scale, morality ethics of AI and humans is completely just like divergent, as in just like orthogonal is the word that Eliezer has used in other capacities. It's like AIs and uh, AIs will start to create their own more uh, frameworks of morality and ethics and it will be 
insular to the AI species and it will not contain our morality and ethics. It will be completely divergent from each other. And so what they think is good or bad will be on a completely different plane of existence and their plane of existence won't intersect with ours. And that's the crux that like every other technology does not have and why nuclear arms and uh, uh, generating a virus and what was the other one? Um, Nuclear generating a virus. Um, I mean, nanobots uh, could be another one. Right. Why? Well, that's gray goo. It's really the morality conversation. That's the de- separating factor here between the AI doomsday and all the other doomsdays. Yeah, I. Th- th- that's why you asked why this hit me. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. I've dealt with the existential things. You know, like um, obviously different coordination failures um, mm-hmm. before, but the certainty of this from a. I, again, I mean, you go back to like, I only saw it once and I was half paying attention, but um, the Don't Look Up movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if I quoted that movie scene correctly anyway, but like, um, it's just, it felt like a scientist who ha- had been spending decades trying to tell the world right. that this asteroid was approaching. Mm-hmm. And now is that kind of the the end limit? Like, my right. God, these people aren't listening. We actually, as a species, don't have the ability to coordinate to coordinate yeah. and solve this one and figure it out. And, um, yeah, that was really like depre- depressing, like of mm-hmm. the level of, um, uh, an asteroid is careening towards earth and we are doing nothing about it. That's right. why it hit me so hard. Did remember, it hit you? So, like, is it, is this, but you see, no, I've done this before and I, I, not to say that you, that you haven't, cause you said you've gone down this rabbit have, hole before. Yeah. I thought I was and ready. So this is, this isn't new for you, but like, yeah, I mean, I remember like listening to Eliezer on Sam Harris's podcast way back when. And I was like, I was like painting my dad's house. Uh, it was like my summer job and I was listening to it and it was like, I was going through the existential crisis from 2018. Like, right. Yeah. And That's, as I like going through the existential crisis, I was like, Oh, this is bad. <laughs> like, Oh, this is really bad, but I need to, you know, get myself through like physical therapy school and like, and and so what am I, I'm still going to do all the same things I am going to do tomorrow as a result of this information. And so like, how is it going to impact your life? Like, you're still going to go pick up your kids, still going to go kiss your wife goodnight. You're still going to do the bankless podcast. Like what you're going to do about it? I guess, but like I... (laughs) <laughs> I was more optimistic that we'd have a shot at like persisting past the next hundred years uh, than I was coming out of this episode. Are you gonna are you gonna turn into like an AI doomer? And is that what Eliezer is? Um, you know, is he an AI doomer? Is that somebody? Is that like how what, what we should dismiss archetype? him? Like, is that a dismissal of his points, uh, or is that just like a I don't know. I guess maybe you're you're being more stoic about it than me right now, which is like, right. well, you know, if it's been a nice ride anyway, you know, I guess if um <laughs> if Eliezer is is right, um I mean, you could drop everything and start and we could turn the Bankless podcast into <laughs> the AI alignment problem podcast and we could start to fight that fight if you wanted to. That is something that we could do. I just um I guess, right? I guess. Um, if you want to start to work towards solving this problem, because like it's basically you go about living your life as is and mm-hmm. just enjoy the fact that you're alive in the first place, or, or you, or you, 
turn into an AI doomer and you're like, you build your underground bunker for when the AI There's no come. underground bunker. <laughs> I think I would probably just like in, enjoy like life right, right now. And just or, or you just turn your entire life into following Eliezer's and like start to join that coordination group, which I think I totally suggest that we do, but I still kind of want to do the more no normal business <laughs> things as well. <laughs> I mean, like I, I think that, um, I mean, may, maybe in some way crypto, Right. I mean, we, we talk about solving coordination problems. I, th- I think we're nowhere right. near to like solving the coordination problem of artificial intelligence. In fact, this is part of the content we couldn't get to, um, mm-hmm. bankless listeners, because it seemed point, so pointless. But <laughs> we wanted to ask him questions like, um, crypto, now that we've created this programmable money system where the robots get bank accounts. Right. And not only do they get bank accounts, they can actually build banks themselves. Have we, as crypto, just empowered this um, artificial intelligence? We wanted to ask them questions like that. and like, But it just seemed so pointless by the time we got to it. It's like, of course, his right. answer would be yes. But if, you know... He would have to. He, he would have to be a different personality. He's like he would have to put on the hat of like, oh, you want me to be the AI bullish person? Let me take off my actual hat and put on my fake yeah. hat, which is my AI bull person, and then I'll be a fake person in order to act out. Like, he was not fake work. at all in this conversation. Yeah. That's uh-huh. one. Th- that's one thing I'll say. It's like I expected him to be like, yeah, you know, you crypto people should be careful with what what you're doing. Um, mm. There are some good things and some ways you can raise money to fight this fight or solve coordination problems in other ways that could be advantageous. But, um, in other ways you're creating infrastructure to like, you know, increase the the power and, and decrease the timeline through which an artificial general intelligence can come destroy us. Um, I expected that, but like by the mm. time we got to it, it's just pointless because right. I already knew what his answer was going to be. It's like, yeah. yes. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. There's just a, there was a nihilism. It went past like an absurdism of like, um, yeah, we're screwed. Let's laugh about it. Like Rick and Morty style. It, right. it, it got to like, Oh man, this is heavy shit. Yeah. Like anyway, that's how it hit me. I don't know if it's going to, yeah. how it's going to hit the listener. Some of you guys might be listening to this and be like, I know much more about artificial gender intelligence. I know about the counter arguments to someone like, uh, Eliezer. Is this even a art, a technical artificial intelligence question? This is not about it's a coordination how, failure. It's a coordination and morality and philosophical yes. question. Yeah. That's why it hit me hard. It's it's not about the details of AI. It's no. just like the concept of AI is just the one of the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. I mean, do you think that there's any possibility that um he is complete like I know there's a possibility. Do you think it's Here, here's he, my bull case that I think Maybe, perhaps, Eliezer might also agree with for how we still <laughs> exist. Okay. Uh, we make the AI that he thinks that we're going to make, and the, a- and the AI just does not give a fuck about us. Well, <laughs> I tried like, to you propose an- that. You ants can just have your earth, and, we- and you guys are making it marginally difficult to harvest your resources as resources elsewhere. So we're going to go elsewhere if you guys are become the hardest resources not no longer the hardest resources to cultivate will come back, but right now we'll just go grab Mars. So it just and, like uh, it just like blasts off into the it's Milky just way like distracting. Yeah, it just goes <laughs> we're just like see you later, and, and we get like a few more generations to live before they come back and then eat us. Or do they? Yeah, maybe they don't need us. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they have other things to yeah. do. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean there there are there are these possible outcomes. Yeah, it, it that's maybe part of the follow up Q and A of just like. 
it still didn't totally make sense to me that um, the AIs would be like auto evil. We want to mail everyone a, a bacteria <laughs> that's going to destroy every single human being and rearrange their atoms. Like, like mm-hmm. maybe it just, the default is ignore. If you're not getting in my way, if you're not going to shut me down, if you can't shut me down, then see you later. I'm going to blast off and like go explore the rest of the galaxy. I don't know. So here's my question for the hopefully incoming Q&A session with Eliezer. So we have to train our AI models, right? We have, to, we have to train them on data. What data do we have? The internet. Where did all the data come from on the internet? It came from humans. So don't we actually imbue our culture and who we are as humans into AIs that way? And like, even though it's not technically part of the code as to how to learn values and morals, won't they just like absorb it just because that's where their data is coming from. Yeah. I mean that, that is people's like sort of the argument of like, why can't it be a, a gentle parent to us? Why does it have to be like, why can't it kind of Mm. um, be some sort of like a a father figure for humanity and be like, it will will literally have our DNA and it will not literally. Well, no, it won't, but like it it could have our memetics in it. It could. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, we could ask that question again. Um, I feel like we proposed that and he answered it. Maybe he wasn't in the headspace to kind of like All right. answer it in more detail or maybe the question has to be constructed in a different, or maybe I just way. like pepper, like I think there were times where I overwhelmed him with questions. I said this in the yeah. intro and yeah. um, just like, it's just a style. He, he, well, he, choose your own his, question. His, his, your style is like, here's a bunch of words. It's, it's all collectively a vibe. Mm. Respond to the vibe, which is actually good podcasting. It, but that's how I've learned to ask questions. And many, many people uh, work with that style of things. We're yes. like, you overload them with questions, but they get the vibe and they yes. already know what they want to say. Or they just he, choose which one to answer. Exactly. Yeah. They well, most guests just want like uh, I think I've been on the guest seat more than you have, but like you, not, most yeah. guests just you just pick the answer that you want to give. You already you know what you want to say anyways. It doesn't matter what the question is. Yeah. He is not like that. He's very process oriented yeah. and logical. And he's, he's like, you sent me three uh, queries. You've made you've. And he's I like an AI. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I need to he's like a computer. Three direct questions and like right. you're, it's too many queries right. at the same time. It's like right. don't DDoS me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, that's, I, you know, th- that's kind of a style thing aside, but like, uh, yeah, as far as the substance, um, I don't know. I feel like this, this list of people he mentioned, um, Paul, Cristiano, Aja, Cultra, Kelsey Piper, Robin Hansen. I, I've heard of Robin Hansen. I don't Robin know. Hansen, he wrote this book, Elephant in the Brain, which is right. one of my all time favorite books. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, spoke at East Denver 2018. Do you think that this could be like just um, somebody listening to this is like, oh, cute. The crypto guys are like interviewing an AI person. They're all scared. Isn't that cute? It's their first time. And they're like really good answers for why we won't no. all be destroyed by artificial general intelligence. No, no, because oh. <laughs> crypto. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Crypto, like we're pretty, we're futurists in crypto. Like we don't know. No, it's not like we know nothing about AI. I thought we knew a little bit. Like we knew more than. Yeah. Like I've. I mean, I think a lot of people will listen to this podcast and be like, that is complete BS. Like I'm talking about not crypto people. I'm talking about like normies. Oh, right. They'll listen to this and be like, what is he talking about? I'm not afraid of Siri. Like, see you later. What a crackpot. Um, But crypto people, we're like Uh totally into this. Like we understand. Right. Right. Uh, 
I kind of always, it was, I was trying to think about that while making the agenda for the podcast. Like, okay, we've never done intentional AI content on the podcast, but I'm not going to assume that the average bankless listener like doesn't know about the alignment problem. I'm going to guess that like 50% of at least 50% of bankless listeners already knew about the alignment problem going into this podcast. Yeah. Evil AI coming to kill us yeah. uh, and we yeah. can't teach it morality and it just gets super intelligent. And then right. we didn't even use the paperclip um, analogy, yeah. the idea that yeah, exactly. yeah. you construct some general intelligence to create a paperclip factory. Mm. And what it ends up doing is as a byproduct, turn every atom in the reachable universe into a right. paperclip, uh, including mm-hmm. all of the rest of humanity. I mean, this mm-hmm. was like a analogy and I think a device actually created by Eliezer, which is like another fun fact. This guy is like been thinking about this stuff for a while. Yeah, this guy is his he's inside of a lot of uh, conversations as it relates to AI, for sure. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. Are you are you good? I just like are you processing I, it? You I'm good? I'm fine. Right. Yeah, I I'm yeah I'm generally Ask like stoic tomorrow. about these things. Yeah, you you seem like I need to kind of check on you tomorrow morning, dude. I was like, I mean, like I was like, um getting worked up in that episode a little bit, like a little bit like, yeah. Um, wow. Shit. Like, yeah, it's that, that was the prognosis for humanity. It's fatal. What do you, yeah, I guess I, I I haven't thought about this stuff in a while. Um, don't let me drag you down, dude. Uh, keep your vibes up. Okay. Don't let me drag the rest of the nation down. Um, Hey, we, we can turn this into a, an AI, um, alignment podcast if you want. I'm not smart enough to do that. Um, I don't, I, but I actually, no, it goes back to, I don't think it's an AI thing. It's just like a philosophy and awareness thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We are really good at educating. Like and we, can, we, we can just like in, include in the intro, <laughs> welcome to Bankless. We're, we're talking we're about probably the die money, money and finance. Also, remember to talk about the AI problem and get everyone on board with the AI alignment problem. And now into the episode. We got 20 years left at best. <laughs> Two to 20. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. Hell of my 20 years. Oh, I, got, heavy. I got some things to do, I guess heavy um all right well maybe he's wrong though can, can we say that okay here's yeah, one thing i'll say that's always like i'll they've always kind of shelves like yeah we, there's like it's the long tail of like maybe the black swan works in our favor this time we uh so vitalik has given to eliezer's um institute um mm-hmm. in the past and so uh we reached out and just as we do we ask kind of our close contacts of like hey are there any you're a big brain here we're having this big brain on can you tell mm-hmm. it like what would you ask them if you were us and um Vitalik, i don't think you'd mind uh, a saying he's like well just stay away from um topics like um you know like the centralization problems of artificial intelligence because right because eliezer is well past that he's right. like he doesn't care about centralization. He wouldn't have let us go there. Yeah, he's like he would. He would have die. immediately said, "Who who cares yeah. about centralization?" Exactly. Exactly. So so okay. So we didn't go there, and we weren't silly enough. But like the talk's comment was, um, uh, Eliezer's probability of doom mm-hmm. is probably like a a point nine ninety percent probability of doom. Mm-hmm. Actually, after this episode, I think it's like a ninety nine point um, I eight. Think it's like ninety eight plus. Yeah. Um, and then he said, but my probability of doom is probably a, a 0.1, so 10% odds. I like those oh, odds. He, he's, he sent point, he's, he's at point 0.1? That's what he said. Um, oh. So I like those odds a lot better. And, yeah. and Vitalik is also someone of who's <laughs> very smart. And I yeah. want to know why that delta exists. And now he hasn't spent his whole life on um, artificial intelligence, obviously, and, and AI right. safety. So you know, like maybe there's a kind of a delta. It's like, I wouldn't trust Eliezer's um, opinion on, on all things crypto, of course, but um, 
I don't know, maybe there's some hope there There that there are like, I guess we need to get other opinions is what I'm saying um, before we kind of, mm. and I feel like that's one thing I'd like to do. I don't want to turn this into an AI podcast, but like, I want to hear but somebody. Before we do, yeah. <laughs> I need a second opinion. I need some <laughs> hope, David. <laughs> I need somebody to come oh, on. So I think Vitalik's like the actually the best person to do this because, like, once again, this is not an AI th- issue. This is a philosophy thing. And who else other than AI than Vitalik? Well, he's pretty optimistic, that, like, you know, in general. Yeah. But um, that's one a question I didn't we didn't have time for with uh, Eliezer. I wanted to ask like. Were you always so pessimistic or what? I, I was worried that that would almost seem so pr- too prying, but I guess that retrospectively yeah. could have been a good question. Um, I yeah. think he was fairly open. I was just like, I was a little, I'd say worried about his mental state, but it was just very like, um, yeah, dude, it was very down. I was just curious about like, okay, since you've so uh, convictedly come to this conclusion, like what do you do with your day? We said he's on sabbatical. That was the other thing. I'm on so sabbatical. He's, like, he's doing time. stuff. I might come back into this. Have some more at value to add. That's why I have time for podcasts. Look, maybe he's just burnt out with it. Maybe, uh, I don't know, man. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. I, I need to let this episode percolate, sleep on this one. And uh, I, I apologies to everyone listening that if we accidentally gave you an existential crisis, we, we try to keep things light and upbeat and optimistic right. and bullish. Right. Ultimately we are bullish Literally, on humanity. We're the most bullish people ever. Uh, and that podcast is like, is one thing like, damn you, there's no way to be bullish about that. Right. One. Yeah. How do we turn this? How do we flip this yeah. one? <laughs> How do we spin this narrative? <laughs> <laughs> Not even us. Um, there's another uh, subject matter, which I can't remember. Maybe it was, Eliezer on Sam Harris, but he talked about how knowledge is discovered, like what knowledge is and how knowledge kind of exists even without a form factor to hold it in. Does that make sense? Yeah. As in like, um, uh, and, and so like there's a lot of knowledge out there that humans don't know. Uh, there's a big gap between where we are versus where we will be when AI comes. Um, 10, 20 years is a lot of time. Um, yeah, let's, so because, let's remember because there's a lot we don't know. Eli- Eliezer uh, is not an all-knowing being either, and like yeah. he is, um, yeah. Ultimately, he's one smart person who's taken a close look at this and come back despairing. There, you know, yeah. other people who I assume come back more optimistic. So, um, yeah, I guess there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, that's it. Uh, accidentally gave myself an existential crisis while trying to record a podcast, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll bounce back tomorrow for for State of the Nation. We'll get some recording done. We'll be back on crypto topics, and I'll just forget this ever happened, huh? I'll I'll get get Logan to make a a PO app. I accidentally gave myself an existential crisis while doing (laughs) (laughs) it. It's a one-of-one PO app. We'll get that. All right. Well, um, check in on me tomorrow, and uh, let's talk about it then. Uh, Banks Nation, hope you enjoyed the debrief. (laughs) I guess we just keep on doing Uh, this. (laughs) Because why not? Because why not?